welcome to our Lenten podcast. As we approach Easter, our thoughts naturally turn to the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. In the Gospels, we get the main action of the story, the events and dialogue that really matter. And that's all we actually need. But if you're looking for something with a bit more emotional heft, then you can't beat The Lion, The Witch and The Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. I'm going to read you an abridged version of Aslan's resurrection. The great lion has just been killed by the witch as witnessed by Susan and Lucy. The witch and her cronies have left and the girls are all alone in the dark. I hope no one who reads this book has been quite as miserable as Susan and Lucy were that night. But if you have been, if you've been up all night and cried till you have no more tears left in you, you will know that there comes in the end a sort of quietness. You feel as if nothing was ever going to happen again. At any rate, that was how it felt to these two. Hours and hours seemed to go by in this dead calm, and they had hardly noticed that they were getting colder and colder. The sky in the east was whitish by now, and the stars were getting fainter, all except one very big one low down on the eastern horizon. They felt colder than they had been all night. The girls cleared away the remains of the gnawed ropes. Aslan looked more like himself without them. Every moment his dead face looked nobler as the light grew and they could see it better. In the wood behind them a bird gave a chuckling sound. It had been so still for hours and hours that it startled them. Then another bird answered it. Soon there were birds singing all over the place. It was quite definitely early morning now, not late night. I'm so cold, said Lucy. So am I, said Susan. Let's walk about a bit. They walked to the eastern edge of the hill and looked down. The one big star had almost disappeared. The country all looked dark grey, but beyond, at the very end of the world, the sea showed pale. The sky began to turn red. They walked to and fro, more times than they could count, between the dead Aslan and the eastern ridge trying to keep warm. And oh, how tired their legs felt. Then at last, as they stood for a moment looking out towards the sea and Care Paravel, which they could now just make out, the red turned to gold along the line where the sea and the sky meet, and very slowly up came the edge of the sun. At that moment they heard from behind them a loud noise, a great cracking, deafening noise, as if a giant had broken a giant's plate. What's that? said Lucy, clutching Susan's arm. I I feel afraid to turn round, said Susan. Something awful is happening. They're doing something worse to him, said Lucy. Come on. And she turned, pulling Susan round with her. The rising of the sun had made everything look so different. All colours and shadows were changed, that for a moment they didn't see the important thing. Then they did. The stone table was broken into two pieces by a great crack that ran down it from end to end, and there was no Aslan. Oh, cried the two girls rushing back to the table. Oh, it's too bad, sobbed Lucy. They might have left the body alone. Who's done it, cried Susan. What does it mean? Is it magic? Yes, said a great voice behind their backs. It is more magic. They looked round. There, shining in the sunrise, larger than they had seen him before, shaking his mane, for it had apparently grown again, stood Aslan himself. 
Oh, Aslan, cried both the children, staring up at him, almost as much frightened as they were glad. Aren't you dead then, dear Aslan? said Lucy. Not now, said Aslan. You're not, you're not a, asked Susan in a shaky voice. She couldn't bring herself to say the word ghost. Aslan stooped his golden head and licked her forehead. The warmth of his breath and a rich sort of smell that seemed to hang about his hair came all over her. Do I look it? he said. Oh, you're real, you're real, oh, Aslan, cried Lucy. And both girls flung themselves upon him and covered him with kisses. But what does it all mean? asked Susan, when they were somewhat calmer. It means, said Aslan, that although the witch knew the deep magic, there is a magic deeper still, which she did not know. Her knowledge goes back only to the dawn of time. But if she could have looked a little further back, into the stillness and the darkness before time dawned, she would have read there a different incantation. She would have known that when a willing victim who had committed no treachery was killed in the traitor's stead, the table would crack and death itself would start working backwards. Jesus, I thank you that you stood in our stead and paid the price. This Easter, may we all know the full joy of the resurrection. Mm -hmm.